Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. gentlemen and welcome to getting it out podcast that was eyes out of copenhagen the song is called congratulations and it's off of their new album their second album also called congratulations due out february 3rd via indisciplinarian if you're not familiar with these guys they put out a great full-length debut with underperformer back in 2020 might have been buried by the pandemic a little bit might not have been the if you've if you've seen it before you'll remember it because the cover art is very cool it's got a guy standing with his head in the ceilings it's like bold letters minimalist i don't know it's like ikea 
as a hardcore band and it fucking rules. No doubt you agree with me after having just heard the title track, Congratulations. But if you need more convincing, go out there into the internet and find the second single, Generation L, also available now everywhere. Eyes, congratulations, drops February 3rd on Indisciplinarian. Don't say I didn't warn you. It is excellent. Do you know what else is excellent? This episode contains an excellent interview with another legend. Do you know what keeps happening? They keep talking to me. They keep saying, Dan, hey, will you talk to this guy? And I look at the guy's name and I say, I know that name. And I look at his resume. I say, it's another legend. And nobody can argue with this one. This is another legend. This is Kevin Sharp. You might know him from Brutal Truth. You might know him from Lockup. You might know him from reading years of Decibel Magazine. But you also might know him from Venomous Concept. And that's what we're talking about on this episode of the podcast, among many other things, but mostly Venomous Concept and their new record, The Good Ship Lollipop, coming out February 24th on Decibel Records. But first... Let's hit that hot zone. Damn, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot zone. Back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast. I said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Could there be anything worse than smelling other people's microwaved food? I don't care what kind of food it is. Usually it's very tomato based. Usually it's very strong. What? Why is it so disgusting to smell other people's microwaved food? And I don't think you're going to agree with me because most of the world seems to enjoy smelling other people's foods. But unless it's being cooked in front of us, I don't want to smell your food. And I mean cooked like from, from the beginning, not in a microwave. I hate the smell of microwave food, not my own, just other people's. It reminds me of how when I was younger, I used to find other people's grandparents uh, disgusting as well. <laughs> I don't know if, that, if, if I mean disgusting or terrifying, and I don't know why that is. I don't know what deep-seated issue I have that other people's grandparents when I was a kid were uh, disgusting to me. But that's the way it was. And now I get the same feeling. When I'm in the office and I smell other people's microwaved food, what's going on? It doesn't happen at home. I don't care if somebody at home microwaves a food. It's just this, uh, it's just like I get, I get annoyed that I'm, that, that my coworkers food smells are getting in my nose holes. Like stay on your side of the cubicle. This doesn't even happen that much. It's just something I think of when I walk by and I smell, get a waft of someone's Someone's gumbo. Nobody's eating gumbo here in Pennsylvania, by the way. I'm just trying to throw out a food that uh, probably has a strong, strong, strong aroma. That's a word I'm looking for. Much like grandparents. Grandparents have a strong aroma, typically. Do As we get older, do we not notice, you know? Going to the gym a lot lately and a lot of old people, people old people love the gym. I don't know what they're doing in there. Just kind of milling about from here to there. And uh, they've got a smell. 
They sure do. And if you go in the bathroom or the locker room, I should say, they'll be naked in there. I don't usually go in there. I don't need to. I live close enough. I don't need to use the locker room in case I have an emergency. But if you do, you're going to see some naked, smelly old people in there. That's their right. They can do that. It's a thing that they uh, suddenly decide they want. I'm sure I will when I'm older, too. Just not there yet. Not there yet. Uh, So if you're a naked, smelly old person microwaving food at work, please stop. Just a simple request. I'd appreciate it. Not asking for a lot. Just asking for you to stop existing in my existence. Like stop coexisting with me. You can exist somewhere else and that's totally fine. Or you can just keep doing what you're doing and annoying me because what do you care about me? I wouldn't care about me. But anyway, what I do care about is getting it out podcast. And I'm working here now on the third episode of the year. The first with Dina Cazares of Fear Factory. The second with Chris Wren of Bridge Nine. And the third, this one with Kevin Sharp of Venomous Concept. Are you familiar with the Venomous Concept? I hope you are. This is their fourth album. They've been around for nearly or probably more than 20 years, depending on who you ask. Their last album, Politics vs. the Erection, came out in Season of Miss Records. Had a uh, Mad Magazine, Donald Trump style cover you might recognize when you see it. Uh, there was VC3 before that, and I forget the name of the first one. But this one, The Good Ship Lollipop, is the second release on Decibel Records. Decibel Records, yes, Decibel Magazine has a record label. The first release was the live Dead Guy performance from their reunion at Decibel Metal and Beer Fest. This one, The Good Ship Lollipop, is the first studio album on Decibel Records. And I think it's a pretty cool full length. Also notable, as I mentioned in the opening, that Kevin Sharp used to write for Decibel Magazine and his band is in the Decibel Hall of Fame. And all you know, there's all sorts of uh, things that relate these two entities. So it's cool that they come together once again. Of course, Shane Embry from Napalm Death is Kevin Sharp's partner in Venomous Concept. And, you know, why don't I let him tell you all about that? But first, I'm going to need to play you a track from Venomous Concept and their new album, The Good Ship Lollipop. This is Timeline.
Well, I think I think that's probably a a good lead in to the uh, topic of conversation here, because sure. this band Venomous Concept, which I know has been around since early two thousands, uh, which kind of surprised me when I look back and see it's been you know twenty years ish, uh, yeah. but this is this was formed with uh, between you and Shane Embury, of course, who doesn't live anywhere near here, so. Uh, tell me yeah. about how the, 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 the origins of, or how did Venomous Concept become a thing? Well, um, you know, I, I, obviously Shane and I kind of grew up in the same thing. You know, I met him back in the late eighties, uh, when everything was on fire. I was actually, uh, working as a publicity agent at, uh, Relativity Records which did the deal with Eric and yeah. Eric had signed my band at the time or whatever. And, and so, uh, you know, I was all that, that's where I met all these dudes. I'm, you know, like I met them, uh, when they were four piece before, uh, I, I think it was Mitch wasn't in just yet mm-hmm. in the but I, I met him back in 89 and that was the year the wall fell. And I, I've, you know, I, I was over there and I saw, I met Shane around that time. And I also got fucking really fucked up in Berlin <laughs> and, uh, and watched, uh, Nirvana and Tad play. Wow. When the wall fell, it was a huge party. No one had any place. We slept in bars. It was insane. So what are we talking about? <laughs> how you and Shane started uh Venomous but that's where I, that's the time period that I physically met him yeah but uh you know like uh my my apartment in in New York, in New York was like one of those places that like was like a crash pad you know mm-hmm. and all those bands back in indie whatever and hardcore whatever you know whether it was the laughing hyenas or nirvana or whatever my my roommate played nirvana for the blind thing yeah and then he was in soundgarden as well he's a totally different amazing story side note (laughs) check him out jason everman totally fucking unusual guy but uh yeah it was like you know there was crash pads you know when i met jason they were playing like the pyramid and stuff like that and tad and all that other pussy galore, that sort of thing. Yeah. And you said this was in uh, New York city. Yeah. 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 Definitely. A, I was just talking to, um, what's his name? Chris Spencer recently about that time period in New York. Maybe it's maybe the same time. Um, yeah. You mentioned some of the, some of the same bands and definitely sounds like it was a different era. Well, you know, like when you're young, you don't know that it's fucking awesome. Or you know it's fucking awesome because you're you're fucking deep dicking and having a fucking laugh, you know? It's like you don't really realize how fucking awesome it was, you know. So, but anyway, I met him back then. And uh, you know, my old band did a bunch of stuff with their bands. Like we did a uh God, what was it called? Campaign for musical destruction. Sorry, I'm oh, fucking gotcha. we did uh one with like um Carcass, uh, Cathedral, and uh, Napalm. And it was us and Cathedral in one van. It was amazing. 13 people in a van. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare now. Oh, are you kidding me, man? And we were getting paid like 50 bucks a night, you know? 
Yikes. So, so you guys met back then, but you didn't start, uh, when did you, was, was Venomous Concept the first time that you guys started uh, playing music together or writing together? Oh, so Venomous Concept started like, um, when, uh, Shane was doing a napalm tour and they were, they had this driver and they had, um, some, I lived in Chicago at the time and they had this driver that was supposed to meet them in Chicago and he showed up, he's totally wasted. And fucking Shane was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I drove, I drove the, uh, whatever the vehicle was <laughs> <laughs> on that tour. It was like a Nile uh, strapping young lad, Napalm Death. There was, there was a bunch of other bands. I forget what it was, but I did like two weeks with them. And, uh, and that was the last time I saw Jesse. And uh, anyway, uh, Shane and I drove back to Chicago from Tampa. And, you know, it was a long drive. And we were just obsessing on, you know, you know as you do, like when you just kind of fucking focus on things. And uh, I had just done something with, uh, I like, um, I did I did a thing on uh, on a Melvin's record at the time I think maybe yeah I'm hoping I don't have much of a brain <laughs> left man but I'm trying to tie it together <laughs> and uh and I think that I talked to, to to Buzz I was talking to Buzz about doing something and it was originally it was supposed to be like uh Mick Harris but he uh he kind of like, you know, backed out at the last minute. We've been trying to fucking get a tape on him since, man. But, uh, but anyway, so it ended up being like, uh, uh, Buzz and, and, uh, Danny H. Are you talking but about the Melvin thing? Are you talking when you did, uh, you did vocals on the, the Crybaby record? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's when sort of, uh, it all got tied together for the Venomous thing. And, uh, Buzz played on that, and it was Epicac or whatever. Yeah, and that first record that comes out two thousand four, and uh, I'm, I I'm not good, I'm not good on time frames, but no, don't it, don't worry, I I got them, I got that. <laughs> two thousand four was uh it was when when that first record comes out, and like I said, that's that's twenty well twenty well that's not twenty that's nineteen years ago right now, and uh, am I doing the math right? Yeah, I think so. Wow, uh, you, you do the math, man. I'm not on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's quite a while ago and then you guys kind of have come and gone since then and i thought i i thought i understood the venomous concept sound but then i've listened to this good ship lollipop record and it's not what i thought it sounded like it's not what i was expecting and i mean that in, like, in a very cool way it's a it's a very interesting record i said to to albert when he sent it to me that this sounds like a rock and roll record. This is not what I was expecting. And, uh, <laughs> you and know, I, like, I, it's awesome. I don't know, man. I, I, it could be like, uh, you know, like that, you know, the post punk thing or the post grind thing. I don't know, man. Uh, one of the strange things that I actually, so one of the strange things about like getting older is you, <laughs> you forget a lot of shit, like <laughs> your train of thought, <laughs> but you also, you know, um, get some kind of timeline of things that you always talked about you wanted to do mm -hmm. and but never got around to doing it. So 
there was a lot of records and stuff. So, yeah, well, like I guess the I, for what I always understood, Venomous Concept was like a, a play on Poison Idea, right? So that's where I always kind of put the music to. Of course, with both your guys' ground grind backgrounds, um, you know, mix all that together, hardcore punk grind, and I think that's what most of it sounded like up until now. And that's why I was a little surprised by the like you know the post punk. Uh, Husker Du kind of sounds happening on this record because even that last uh, one, Politics versus the Erection, that was a that was a pretty blistering record too. But as I understand it, and maybe you'll remember, maybe not, it seems like that last record was kind of hastily produced and written and released like mid pandemic. So uh, was it was that supposed to be? I mean, how much intention is there in Venomous Concept? The the evolution of it. I guess. Well, you know, like I, you know, we've all recorded records fucking 5,000 different ways. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've, I've done this that, and the other, and I wanted to create actually Shane, I kind of just wanted to create something like really spontaneous, you know? So what we did is we, we came up with like a handful of ideas, like ideas. And, then we went in and just fucking made a record. You know, like in those old school days where you just kind of fucking put put it all together and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, s- certain things were more mapped out than others, you know, like Lemonade or whatever. But like, you know, we wanted something to catch, catch a minute, not like, you know, because things can just become neutered and sterilized and that kind of shit. But um, we wanted to catch a firecracker, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that, that that was what the intent was there, whereas, like, you know, a lot of lollipop records are more like, I don't know, man, it's it's hard to describe. It went through so many different phases. <laughs> how, how long have you guys been sitting on these songs? <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know, man. I, you know, like we were going to record this one before uh, uh, the last one, politics. Hmm. But it was just like, you know, at the, at the last minute, we had this brain glitch where we don't just wanted to record something super spontaneous, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, things were really fucked up. Like, you know, like bankers are were were fighting to for their minds during the pandemic. You know, um, it, it was a very difficult time for all of us. We, you know, I've been on the road since since the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to sit still. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> Well, I mean, your 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 track record shows that. I mean, all the things that you've been involved in, and uh, but it's always it's always been at such a high quality, I think. And uh, you're, you're such a well regarded musician in these genres too, and uh, well liked. And uh, the I think it shows the the quality that you put out. Um, I, oh, here's a here's one that doesn't that probably is way off track and might not make any sense but how often in your life did you get confused for the deceased country singer kevin sharp uh fucking forever dude (laughs) really it's like man uh, i don't like to speak ill of the dead but this music is not not good 
I, I never heard it, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Oh, I don't know, man. I Patient zero is probably Shania Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not too bad. <laughs> well, well, this is this is not even close to that. So uh, I think if they listen, no, hear it isn't. But, but, <laughs> but but whatever. My point being is that like you know we we're older and we've always talked about doing a lot of different records. And I know it really bums people out that we're not just going to fucking do the same record over and over again. But I never did that in, in any of my bands. And but why would I start now? But like. I, the older I get, the more I want to record or try and do something different. I don't care. I mean, you can like it or not. You know, I'm not here to fucking make a living and fucking in my mid, in my mid fifties, just all of a sudden bump my head and be a rock star. That ain't happening. But um, <laughs> I say, well, no, I, I was gonna say what what I think is so awesome about it is that it it is different. That it that it isn't what I was expecting. That's that to me is what makes the good ship lollipop so cool. Is that it's there's so many different types of songs on here, and like like just there's like a the sequencing in it where it goes from like so sick, which is like a total like hardcore punk song, into uh, the next one is like flowers bloom, which is the opposite, and it's just, I, I don't i just really like the contrast on it and the, coming from you two it's it's so it's just very cool but you know like also like say for instance that song you, you were talking about the flowers bloom song but i you know i wrote that like there was like i don't know like i never went inside at the in the pandemic i kind of i was a contractor and i built shit for people yeah and so like like you know I, I never went inside because rich people had to be comfortable. And, um, but anyway, <laughs> like I was there, like on the streets when you, like I was driving up this street called peach street in Atlanta. And it's like driving up Madison Avenue. And, uh, I pulled over on the side of the road. And I wrote that song in like 20 minutes and not one car passed me. It was super fucking weird. But, you know, that song's, I mean, it sounds rock. Obviously, it's got the Husker new melodies and stuff. But yeah. it's very much still punk, you know. And the, it's a, a a worker's kind of, uh, you know, essential worker, you know, or disposable fucking toilet paper kind of song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's like. I was there. All I saw were like fucking housekeepers and fucking landscapers. Those are the only people out on the roads at the time. Essential people, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, they were essential because these people don't know how to fucking clean their toilets. <laughs> well, well, maybe so, but anyway, that's now. what that's on. I wrote it on the side of a, it. It doesn't mean anything to you because you don't know what Peachtree Street is, but it's like maybe Madison Avenue like at yeah. 8 30 in the morning and not have a car pass you by for 20 minutes it's like that surreal moment where you think that the zombies are coming for your fucking brains you know <laughs> yeah no no i and uh, i can imagine it right um especially knowing what it was like then when the roads were dead it was weird it was kind of nice though when you were driving yeah no i mean and uh, you know the, the record was super fucking wild you know because um 
I was going through a thing. I went through a divorce, all this other kind of stuff, like everyone else who had like blow torches on them, you know? So all these songs were just like reflections of what was going on around me at the time. You know, my, my wife had this, uh, this thing called Lyme disease and it was fucking seven years of fucking whatever illness and then went straight into the pandemic and boom, you know, and divorce and all this other kind of stuff. You know, there was just so many wild things going on at that time. <laughs> it was amazing. You know, one of the, one of the things that's uh, also, I just recorded a ton of shit. I did like this lockup record that was just like, you know, like, you know, where you had to sneak in, sneak around at night. It was so shut down at that point. It was so sick. But um, but I think that a lot of really interesting directions come from those kind of fucking headbutts or whatever you want to call them. Sure. You know, so um, I would say that, the, you know, the people that are super disappointed that, like, <laughs> that, like I tried to hold a fucking melody or whatever... <laughs> They 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 should be impressed. Are you doing all the vocals on Fractured? That's a Shane track, hundred percent, dude. Like, okay. well, I did like I did like the courses and stuff like that, but like, like that that was a super personal lyrical thing. Like he he didn't like he, like before we even went in, he said like, don't even touch that song. It was like something that he had in his mind that he needed to fucking get out. You know? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, because that one's that one's like the the most melodic of them all. And oh, uh, it's, a, it's it's absolutely English pop. It's insane. It's it's quite it, nice. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, that was the thing. It just all the, the record just kind of opened itself to just like you know stretching out like what uh, what we got into back in the eighties when everything was new and and that sort of thing. And and all these, you know, killing jokes or coils or fucking, mm-hmm. you know, this, that or the other, um, you know, we just realized that, like, you know, fucking, you know, like, we don't really want to do things the way things are being done. So Shane laid down his fucking credit card and we recorded a record. <laughs> and well, again. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of people are like, whatever, man. But, you know, like, you go ahead and invest in your own fucking music. Go ahead and tell me how you feel. Yeah, I think, well, I think some, I think it's necessary at some point, And uh, I think it can be well worth it, too. Um, well, we wanted to try something totally different, though. Like, yeah. um, with with when, when Albert did the dead guy thing. Uh-huh. I was because I've known Albert for years. Um, you know, my old band was like uh, their first flexi and all that kind of stuff. And then you're know, like, oh, yeah, you used, you know, to, used me- to have a monthly column in the magazine. I used to read you every month. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had that. But but like he reminded me a lot of, of 
in my early days when when I was working at CMJ and booking music convictions and stuff like that. Uh, but he he reminds me of that you know it's festival tour is it's like you know beer beer fest and the decibel tour and stuff. He's just creating all these uh, unique ways of like getting music out and uh, you know whether he's writing about it or uh, you know booking tours or whatever. And now he's putting out records. So like and you know like we don't really have great aspirations for anything there's only 500 of these fucking things you know um so did you approach him about releasing it or did he come out here he reach out to you you know what i you know i i i i i I share music with albert like all the time you know i got i got i got um i'm already like halfway through uh the better part of the Maltese on the, the next VC record, as well as another project I'm working on with um, uh, Dave Whitty and um, uh, Bill Kelly are from uh, oh, nice. Mascot. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's that. <laughs> and so like, but I always uh, sling um, whatever I'm doing his direction, just because it's, it's interesting to see process and stuff like that, you know, like if yeah. you, from that angle, you know what I mean? How does it get put together? That sort of thing. So I've always shared that with him. And, uh, and so, you know, he was like, this is fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I understand like it's super fucking different. And, uh, I know labels were just fucking petrified of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, the last the last couple were on season of mist. Were you guys uh, effectively off that? Is that why you were? Or- yeah, we were we were off the label, and but we offered them the record, and they were they didn't want to do it. Um, you know, it it you know most everyone that listened to it was just like I don't know, man. You know, we were in the middle of a fucking thing with the the virus thing, and yeah. Everyone was putting out fucking reissues, you know, Mm -hmm. they weren't really thinking about like investing in something different, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think everybody was in because you couldn't I mean, I think it was a partially a safe call for labels because they knew bands couldn't go out and support their records. But I'm sure there's other reasons to had we done like, you know, a from enslavement fucking record there would have been fucking gazillions on it, you know, because, yeah. you know, it, I, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's the music industry, it's, but we thought it'd be a really cool time to try something different, you know, mm-hmm. and people are going to complain about this that, and the other, because it's not normal channels or whatever, but like, you know, I don't know, man, band camp, shit like that. You know, what's, what's so important about, record labels you know like i can hire a publicity company to fucking promote my record i don't need to split my royalties with someone to 
do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I think you know this day and age, it does. It's not, they're not as essential. I think they can be helpful, but uh, well, you, you don't you need know, them. Um, to a certain degree, to a certain degree, mine or Shane's name, this, that, or the other. If we had we just continued doing VC three or something like that, I'm certain that season would have been cool with it. You know. Right. Uh, but, but like, you know, we came to them. We even came with the, to Laurent from uh, Listenable because mm-hmm. he, he'd done some lockup records with us. But he's, you know, he's going to be on, like Laurent's 100% fucking genuine and true, you know, and, and it just wasn't his bag, you know. All day long, I could send Laurent records like from lockup or whatever. He'd be totally on it. But VC is just different, you know. It's just not going to be. It's not going to be something normal. It it will definitely be within the span of the '80s. Whatever you heard in the '80s is possible. <laughs> was that was that what you guys intended on when you started the band? Is was yeah. it eventually head this direction? Well, no. I mean, that's just where we grew up. That's where we got turned yeah. on to music and stuff like that. We wanted to hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss always you know like you know when you're when you're up in fucking the the gears are turning and you're doing your tour cycle and doing records and stuff like that you lend lend yourself to like losing the uh the concept of the dos you know like why you got involved in the music to begin with you know and uh and I think that that that's one of the things that's really cool about like VC is that like it's a hundred percent no fuck we don't give a shit we're gonna do whatever we want to do you you know what I mean and, yeah absolutely uh, and uh, there's 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 freedom and failure man you can do whatever you want as long as you're artistically sound it's fucking whatever you know it's just subjective I remember you- like years ago like uh, uh, Dave from fucking Gore, uh, when when Bru- my old band Brutal Truth was in uh, uh, Richmond, he'd always come out and like hang out and pull me away from the fucking show, and uh, you know we'd go out to eat or whatever. And he always said something. He, he said something that stuck with me. He he said that like uh, that like he th- you know he thought like what he did. he was uh, he was Dave's the singer of Gore. Yeah, Dave Brocky. Yeah. 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 I, I'm sorry. I didn't know whether I uh, preface the story. But uh, anyway, uh, 
So, but he 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 always he always told me because you know like I don't know whether he felt intimidated because I was in this grind band or whatever, but like, uh, but he, he always said that like you know like uh, I you know a lot of people probably think my band's ridiculous and crazy or whatever and that sort of thing, but I think what we do is we do fucking accurate and we're rehearsed, we have a shit together and blah blah blah, therefore valid and outside that's just an opinion or whatever. And um, he's 100% right, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard yeah. to argue, especially in his case. <laughs> well, you can't argue now, but... Right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying that, like, uh, he's right, though, man. Like, you know, I would I ever listen to Nickelback? Fuck no, man. But, like, you know, it obviously means something to something. It's not my opinion, my opinion doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I keep it to myself. Don't give a shit. Hey, man, I went to see Nickelback on September 11th. <laughs> and that is not even a joke. That is, that really happened. <laughs> wow. that is that poor taste? I don't even know. No, that's, that's class, man. Uh, September 11th, 2001, I went to see Nickelback that night. This is very true at the state September fair. September 11, 2001. Yeah, so the day it happened. The day it happened, you were at a Nickelback gig. <laughs> Later, after, like they, the show went on. Nickelback stops for nothing. <laughs> God damn it. That's, that's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's true. This is a real, this is a real occurrence. I have no, a stuff and everything. Nickelback keeping <laughs> it brutal, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you thought brutal truth was hard. Yeah, I know, man. Hell, who knows, man? A lot of sensitivity <laughs> these days, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the uh, where was I at here? The uh, I, I got I got myself off track with the Nickelback anecdote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, so tell me about the uh, so uh, like we discussed the sound a little bit, and I love I I do I really do I truly do love this record. The way I, I specifically specifically the back half of it but um you released two singles so far timeline and voices which are great but they don't seem like a the best representation of what a lot of the record sounds like why did you pick well, those songs i i don't know man i mean like we're not very smart um <laughs> you know like I, we, I you know for me when i listen to the record I, I don't really hear singles. I just hear like a bunch of songs that stream together in an album format. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. I listen, do, I, I, I don't know whether you listen to uh, the, the actual vinyl. Did you get a test? No, on? I don't have, I just have, I just have a digital. Okay. So, but like the, uh, the, the record experience of yeah. listening uh, you know, to side A and side B, the sequencing fucking, you know, I'm going to give it up to Shane. He's a fucking Jedi with that thing, man. You know, like he, uh, you know, he knows, he knows how to sequence records for sure, man. I don't, I'm totally not into that, you know, but, but, uh, you know, well, I don't, can I, can I ask it since I don't have it in front of me, is there any chance fractured end side A? It does. It and does, it yeah. Starts, that makes sense. And it starts, uh, and it starts off with voices on side B. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I see that. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes into uh, so sick, and then and the flowers bloom. It it's like the sequencing is he's, he's really good at that, man. I mean, I, I you know like for me, 
you have to listen to the, the record as a record. And, and people are going to fucking shit on it just simply because it's just fucking whatever. It's not, uh, 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 what's that? Uh, extreme conditions or, um, you know, in, from enslavement. Although that could happen like next next record. I don't even know. <laughs> we're talking about, we're actually, Shane and I are talking about trying to piece together another fucking lockup record. Which you just put out a lockup record last year, or I guess that's two years ago now, now that we're in 2020. Yeah. Um, Dude, which is you was, and Shane, of course, again, but uh, we Adam Jarvis and uh, and Tampa, yeah. and, you know, a couple other people. But is there any mix up when, not mix up, is there any like parsing out which song is for which for Venomous and lockup, or do you guys know automatically? No, they're totally different vibes altogether, you know? Yeah. 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 The the uh, the next venomous records like psychedelic hardcore punk rock. I don't. Tom, what's it sound like? Rock and roll. When he says rock and roll, <laughs> that sounds it, good to me. It's not. It's 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 fucking. I've got multitudes of fucking songs that I wrote through through the fucking through the fire, and, and the good news is, is that twenty three seems to be shaping up to be a total fucking shit storm <laughs> yeah three days in it's already a kind of a wreck. three days in and, and this house is getting their nuts kicked in hardcore man <laughs> I, i'm not even joking it's hilarious you just like wait for the tsunami bring it <laughs> <laughs> i mean does it like i guess i guess in like you know in hindsight it's gonna be funny that 2022 is kind of gonna might look like a, a great year. You know? This is fucking fantastic, man. Yeah. I don't even know, man. <laughs> you know, outside of the divorce, the divorce was actually fucking great, though, man. I mean, like, <laughs> I, you know, like, honestly, nothing I saw happening, but, you know, like, who knows, man? You know, one foot out the door, they go, you know? Right, right. But, uh, you know, uh, just knowing that you don't have to wake up next to them for the rest <laughs> of your life, these weird realizations that like how much shit you put up with <laughs> was all is all that stuff like lyrically put into this record oh god there's there's all that shit there's the it, it, everything you know the really weird thing is uh you know she's a, a fucking brutal narc and uh you know um would continually ask me to write songs about her and i did I was out of my mind. I, I, I don't know, man. But I wrote songs about her. Is that about, the uh, huh? The the, rec the record before? Um, uh, what's that? Politics versus the erection was. I mean, I, from from my memory, had and obviously visually had quite a you know a lot of political themes to it. Was is that sure. the case? Like very, it's very different uh, thematically from one record to the next. Well, you know the the thing with. Uh, with that record was that like, you know, I, I've never I, I, on the first record had, um, had a song called kill all. No, no, not that one. But, uh, brutal truth had a song called kill all politicians. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and my opinion never changed. I mean, it's always been a fucking shit show. I don't understand how like politics got, got sold into like fucking music, you know, because like it's not like 
any any of those people give a shit about anything. Did you watch the TV today? Did, did I? Yeah. No, I actually I didn't. What what did I miss? What do we do now? <laughs> um you're you're in the states or no, right? Yeah, 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 I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh the GOP had to name someone who was going to lead the house. Oh, they were trying to get that McCarthy guy, right? Yeah, they voted three times. It could fucking... We're dimmed, man. These people don't know how to fucking... Uh, they don't know how to operate. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, my God. So, uh, you know, that's what that was all about, man. And it was all... Like, that record was like... Everyone thought it was a Trump bashing thing. It's just like, no, it's a politics. You know, there, there was blue donkeys and red elephants on the record and fucking mm. pink cocks and fucking Trump and everything. It was all about the, the publicizing of uh, politics and the hilarity that uh, is actually where we're at right now, where it's like there's, you know, he's completely busted up the Republican party and they're all splintered and they can't agree with each other and they look like children. So today we had an internationally sad looking day. Well, that's kind of become our normal now. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I know. But my whole thing is just like, you know, fuck your politics, man. It doesn't matter, man. These, these cocksuckers don't give a shit. And so many yeah, personally, I don't have, understand being a fan of any politician. Like, I don't care what side or what, you know, I got so yeah. much heat that it was like about the Trump thing. And I'm like, I'm not saying that like this or that. I'm saying politics is hilarious. It proved itself today to, for sure. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised to hear that. I, you know, it, it's uh, it's been a shit show for a while. And I think it's only getting worse, which is getting funnier and funnier. But uh, unfortunately, there's or less some type funnier. of consequences. I, hell, I don't know, man. I mean, I've, I've given up on expectations, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to kind of survive as long as it happens, you know? Well, at least while you're surviving, you're making good music. Yeah, um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm firing up as much as I can, you know? Like uh, like I said, uh, you know, uh, there's a noise thing called visceral collapse that's between us that we've sort of started whatever and um and then there's another thing that like i said i'm doing with bill and fucking dave mm -hmm. and it doesn't have a name but um you know i'm just staying busy I, we were talking about doing a lockup record in the summertime we're doing this festival and i somewhere i think it's in denmark or something like that mm -hmm. and then after that you know we have like a week off before another festival and we were thinking about doing a record then. So that's sort of where I'm at. I'm just like, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out my next, now that like I'm on the other side of aging where, you know, like I'm, you know, single and my daughter's in her world and, um, you know, maybe it's time to go back to plan A. Does and, it feel more, does it feel like more fun now? Well, I'll tell you what I have a different appreciation for. These, these are people, you know, also, you know, you sling it into the, like, everyone got forced to sit at home forever, you know. 
and would you if you've toured since like whenever that was um you uh you, you your world is there all the people that are important are like elsewhere you know and um yeah we i just did a tour with uh i was tour managing uh uh brujeria on this um on this napalm tour and um you know, they're just family to me, you know, like Anton's in lockup and blah, 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 all that shit, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just amazing to see like all my friends from different uh, periods of my life show up at this gig. You know, they knew I had a bad year or whatever, man. And, and, uh, you know, they, they all came out and, and showed love and non-judgment and all that kind of shit. And, it was a great, it was a great tour, man. But I realized that like my world is there and it's time for me to go ahead and <laughs> return to that world, so to speak, you know? Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. records, records, records. And you know, I was just busting Shelton, uh, Hank three. We need to do a record, you know, like, I'd like I, to hear I, that. Well, you know, there was years ago, actually, ironically, you know, through Sanford. Do you know Sanford? Sanford Parker. I don't, I don't know him, but I know of him. Yeah, you know of him. Anyway, like, yeah. uh, like uh, I did a bunch of stuff with VC back in the day, and there was talk at one point when Shelton might have joined VC for a minute, but, but uh, you know, like. I, you know, the older you get, you just want to record as much shit as you possibly can with the friends that you've made over the years. And it's just, it's just complicated nowadays. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pandemics and shit. It's just like. But it's got to be a little bit easier to, to, to like, uh, to actually record with some people, you know, like, uh, like Shane being across the ocean, you know, it's, uh, we've it's learned easier that way. We've learned, um, ways of um our, our our system or whatever you know and i right. uh, i built a, i built a studio over here for uh mastodon and um and uh another one of my closest friends runs the studio or whatever but um and and so you know it's always just kind of like a get together and good time thing it's not like you sit down for like you know like i i did a lockup record where <laughs> one day was like 13 hours <laughs> grueling yeah brutal <laughs> I'm 54. Not- I, don't, I don't have that kind of brutality i mean you know well tell me about speaking of something that's not too brutal tell me about the the name the good ship lollipop where does that come from well, you know, like I, you know, anyone who's doing music nowadays, they're in our age group or whatever. They've done it this amount of time, and they've done it on their own DIY, whatever you want to call it. If you've done music and you're not fucking, you know, uh, Sammy Hagar, and I'm not saying Sammy Hagar is my idol. Don't don't get this wrong. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Officially, that's what I've written down here. So, what did Sammy Hagar is my head? Sammy, ha- Sammy Hagar, yes, yeah, Kevin Sharp's idol, yes. Yeah, he is, man. He's yeah. got the good life, right? 
<laughs> but <laughs> at any rate, like, um, you know, everyone's insane. And you have to appreciate everyone's fucking bipolar or whatever they're on, you know. And adversely, nowadays, you got to be familiar with fucking diabetes and whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not. Just, I'm just saying that, like, we're getting older, you know. So yeah, it's kind of right. like whatever. Anywho, uh, more of the story is: is it like uh, it's an insane life? The older you get, you need to fucking let things go so people can appreciate your insanity. And uh, well, do you think this is a record you could have done? when you were younger or do you think you needed to be older and not give as much of a shit to release? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know whether the, the pandemic like fucking put some kind of fucking pulse on life or whatever you want to call it, you know, like Mm -hmm. get it done now or whatever. I know a lot of people have morphed and changed. There's, you know, like in my situation, divorce and that sort of thing. I know in numerous people that are wildly making poor choices because everyone's trying to feel somewhat normal about like whatever happened, you know, that kind of thing. And it's also individual and unique, you know, to everyone's insanity is their own, you know? Well, yeah. And I think, uh, I think, I don't know. I think I feel like you kind of capture a lot of that on this, and that's I think that's what I appreciate so much about the sounds you got here. Um, it's a truly unique record from guys that I think people have figured out or feel like they have you figured out, and then you show them a different side. And I think that's what I see. Here yeah, I would, I, I would just I would just go ahead and throw it out like those those people that want like the same record over and over again. It's probably just not going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you might want to find a new band. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is, uh, you know, we <clears throat> we just want to try and do different things. This is something different. If you don't like it, it's fine. You know, it's totally cool. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Right. <laughs> well, um, all right. Well, hey, one one last thing, and then I'll let you go for the night. The what should people expect from, or what what do you expect from Venomous Concept going forward? Is there going to be is there shows? Is it just records? What's what's to be expected? No, 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 no. We we want to do some shows and stuff like that. We we you know <clears throat> we did tours. Yeah. We did. It tours in Europe and Japan and, and uh, all these places, you know, um, and then like, you know, the pandemic and everything, there's, there's a lot of things going on in music right now that are like much more complicated than they were, you know, before this shit, you yeah. know, and it's nothing that like you would really understand, but like, if you've been on the road forever or whatever, um, you know, it's much more complicated uh, it's even more complicated over in Europe right now. So is that just, he's just talking logistics and well, logistics, and, money, inflation, blah, blah, blah. This, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. To, to make I know there's happen. been a lot of problems with vehicles and all sorts of shit like that. Well, simple stuff. You know, most here there's been like, there's been bus shortages and all this other kind of stuff, 
you hear all these things, man. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like when I was out, I, I, I saw the truck stops full of fucking whatever. I don't know, man. But like, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, I hope, I hope to see you guys playing some shows playing this record. Cause that, that to me, would the be Philly area, cool. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Lancaster, so that's close enough. Oh, Lancaster. actually, hey, you, yeah, you, you need know, to. You know, Bill. I know Bill lives here. I know he's a, he's <laughs> he's like a wild beast, or he, at least he used to, right? Bill from the from Relapse, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know about him. Insane. You can go ahead and say it. He's my friend. It's okay. <laughs> no, I don't know him at all. I just know that he's from. It's like a thing. There's a lot of weird things from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, yeah, and he would uh, be like at the to... top of the list. I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> I like to reference the, the the relapse roots here because of him. Um, yeah, dude, I've been there. Did, yeah, did, yeah. did a well, show hey, in the little, fucking basement, you know that kind of thing. There's a little. Um, there was a there was a thing here for a while. I remember somebody. Who, I don't know where the fuck I heard this, or who, maybe it was just a friend of mine who told me that the, his UPS driver is the guy on the cover was yeah, the yeah, yeah. With the half grill. No, no, is that, I, is that right? FedEx or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. He uh <laughs> he's the he's the uh sounds gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just found the like, is there somebody you knew or you just found a delivery guy? No, it's just a delivery guy. They just fucking <laughs> snapped a picture of him like he said open his mouth. Open your mouth, kid. Boom. And all of a sudden it's a record. That's really funny. I always thought the guy was telling me that was full of shit. No, no, no. It went down like that. I got some picture somewhere on my house of the dude, like, years later. You know? I don't know, man. It's fucking hilarious life is, you know? <laughs> yeah, it is. I think uh, I think that's where we leave it, Kevin. Um, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. I really enjoyed it. You're a very funny guy, and uh, you make <laughs> great music. And... Uh, I'm 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 stoked on this record. I think other people will be too. I think you'll be surprised how many people actually do like it. Well, I hope they do. If not, we did a record. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just do another one, right? And I got yeah, like five songs into it, man. Breathe alive in the skies of life
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Kevin Sharp of Venomous Concept. The new album, The Good Ship Lollipop, is available for pre-order over at decibelmagazine.com. That's store.decibelmagazine.com slash collection slash vinyl if you want to go straight to it. There are three options. Glow in the Darkness Blue Vinyl, Lollipop Pink Vinyl, and Hazy Weed Vinyl. The entire pressing is limited to 500. You don't need to buy them all, but you should buy one. I want to thank Kevin for his time and conversation. I enjoyed myself. I hope you did as well. You, the listener, you, Kevin, everyone out there listening to Getting It Out Podcast so far. Getting It Out Podcast in 2023. Trying to do a little bit more. I've been writing reviews for gettingitout.net. I already pumped out three for the year. That's about half the amount I did in all of last year. So making good progress there. The last one I just did was for post-hardcore or screamo band Stormo. They got a new record coming out on Prosthetic. It's their fourth full length, but Prosthetic Records debut. They are from Italy and the whole thing is in Italian. I used my wife to help translate some of the things they were saying and they are emotional. But anyway, I wrote a little bit about that record. I didn't compare it to any basketball players like I did for the review before that for Big Laugh and their debut Revelation Records LP, Consume Me. But that's up there for you to read as well. And I might as well tell you to go check out the review I did for Memoriam, the death metal band featuring Carl Willits of Bolt Thrower on vocals, their fifth album in like seven years or something like that. It's a lot in a little bit of time, prolific, as they say. So go there, check out what's going on. By the time you get there, I might have a new review up for you. Might be talking a little bit about that Eyes record that I played you that song for in the beginning of the podcast. But let's play you a different song. Let's end this on a different note. Let's actually go with a track from the aforementioned Stormo, their latest single off their new album, Endo Cannibalismo. This is Valici Ultra. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.